Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. I just think that's a great model for anybody that's having to do, uh, if you had to confront someone, if you had to deal with someone about a sin or something they're doing wrong, it's a good model to follow. Before you sit down and just blast them with everything wrong, is there anything good you can say? Are they doing anything right? Um, parents, you got to sit down with one of your kids and correct them for the five things they're doing wrong. And you got one thing you can say nice. You know, that anything that you could say, you know, I'm encourage you in this area. But we got to talk about these other things. We got to get this stuff in order. We have a tendency to focus on the negative. If someone does something that hurts you, suddenly all their good characteristics, anything nice they've done for you, any kindness they've shown, is suddenly forgotten and all you can see is the bad. As Pastor Bill will challenge us in today's message, brushing that pain under the rug won't help. But be careful not to take it center stage in your relationship. Look for the good in them and confront the problems with grace, compassion, and love. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11 for today's edition of A Transforming Word. One of the things that was happening in Corinth is they had temples that were for idol worship. So people worship other gods, Athenia. There was a few different goddesses and whatnot that were worshipped. They were worshipped in temples. Uh, these temples had something called temple prostitutes. And so just to explain, um, it's really a horrible setup, but let's say that your family worshipped these idol gods. Well, when your daughters were of age, they had to do their time as a temple prostitute. Uh, for the temple and any man here could consider, you know, putting your daughter into that. I, I, I just wouldn't believe it no more, you know, um, but that was a, a normal part of their thing. Now, women that were given over to that sort of lifestyle, um, they would behave in a way that was opposite the culture. So in Jewish culture, um, the women would wear head coverings. That was part of what in, in Jewish culture they would do. So if you were a woman that was living a loose lifestyle, uh, the way that you identified yourself as a loose woman, as a woman that was not under authority or not covered, is you wouldn't wear a head covering. You would be out there with your hair uncovered, or there were women that would actually shave their head off. Now, I'm, sh I'm sorry, <laughs> my bad, shave their hair off. So I'm saying this up front because the culture today is different. Uh, we're not Jews. We haven't grown up in Jewish culture uh, the head covering is not a common thing within our culture. It was something that would pertain to their culture. So I would explain it like this. There is a way that a woman that is a prostitute today would dress. Everybody, amen? Do you guys know? Okay. So I just want to make sure. So a woman that is under the covering of a husband or under God's authority and covering, would she dress like that? Would it be appropriate for her to dress like that? Would it be appropriate for her to show up at worship and pray and prophesy attired like that. We would all say a hearty, absolutely not, right? <laughs> all right, so that's really what we're getting at. I just want to say it up front and then we'll, we'll, we'll jump into it. So look at 1 Corinthians 11, starting at verse 1. Paul says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. And I believe that that, that kind of goes right with uh, what he had finished sharing in chapter 10. You guys know that the chapter and verses weren't put there by God. Those aren't inspired by the spirit. Those are people came behind later to kind of help us. And I appreciate it so we can memorize and get back to things. But I think that goes right toward the end of chapter uh, 10. 
Um, as Paul said, hey, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And then Paul says, look, I'm, I'm an example. Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. And it's a great verse for anybody that is a leader in anything. Um, proper leadership is follow my example. Right. If I'm leading you. Uh, leadership can't be. I'm telling you what to do, but I'm not doing it. That's not good leadership. Leadership can't be do what I say, but not what I do. Proper leadership is if you just follow my example. Okay, if you can't understand what I'm saying, I'm telling you the right thing to do, but you also could just follow my example and do the right thing. Paul says, look, imitate me as I also imitate Christ. And I believe that's a good that's a good word for every parent, every person that's in any any area, anybody that's looking up to you. Consider let that let that weigh in your heart as you live before men, as you live before people. I, I want am I living a life where someone can follow my example and be okay? What if your kids follow your example? Um, what would that look like? Uh, would that be good? Would they pray in hard times? When somebody get you know somebody get on their nerves? Are, are they kind? If they followed your example, are they cussing? Are they swinging? You know what 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 does that look like if your kids followed your example in all things? What does that look like for you? What does it look like for little Johnny? You know, if he, if he just followed your example, that's what you want to consider because you're a leader. Um, you, you're, you're, you're demonstrating to them. I get to demonstrate to my young men what it is, what a man behaves like, uh, what a man acts like. And they and they follow. They watch. I get to demonstrate to my young my young ladies. Um, I, can, I can only demonstrate to them what a man is supposed to be best I can. What's acceptable and what's not acceptable to them. I get to demonstrate that. I get to lay that down for them. Everybody here that's blessed with children or people that look up to you, um, particularly as Christians, we want to be able to say this. Hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow my example. Son, daughter, do, do like dad does. Do like mom does. Just follow my example. You're going to be all right. And so Paul says that here, verse two, he says, now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the tradition just as I I deliver them to you. Paul had been with the Corinthians five years earlier and there were things that he had given to them. And I think it's kind of cool. It it reminds me of what Jesus does in the letters to the seven churches. He's getting ready to speak to them about a whole lot of stuff they got going wrong. But Paul's, I I got one thing I can encourage you with. Let me, let me hurry up and throw that out there. He say, you got the stuff five years ago, some of the traditions I laid out for y'all, y'all have kept those things. The word traditions here is not traditions like traditions of men. There were spiritual traditions. Uh, you guys, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate one today. It's a it's a it's a it's not a man made tradition that we're gonna celebrate communion on a regular basis. It's something that God said. I want the church to do these things. I want this to be something that the church regularly does when you come together. That you remember my broken body and my shed blood. So it, it's not like um, over in Matthew fifteen eight and nine when Jesus says, "You guys draw near to me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me." He says, "You, you guys teach." Your traditions of men as the commandment of God. You guys have made man-made traditions and you teach them as though they're God's command. That's not what Paul is doing here. So that's something we want to be careful about. I I encourage people within the church as we do things, practice things, you should be able to ask, where is that at in the word? Why are we doing this thing right here? And we should be able to say because the Bible says so. We shouldn't be doing some weird stuff up in here that you ain't never read about in your Bible. Uh, and you should be leery of going places and people are doing weird things. And you're like, where is that at in the word? You know, I mean, I've seen I've seen all kind of stuff people have done. I've seen people rolling on the floor. 
I've seen people running laps and, you know, uh, you know, running up to the altar, throwing money at the at the at the dude's feet, dude stepping on the money. And, you know, I mean, I've, you've seen it all. You watch TV, you see some of all these things. One question as a because I, I, as much as I look at those guys that are leading that and think them dudes are messed up for misleading people. It come right back to y'all because all them people out there say, "Woo, shame on them for not reading their Bible. Right. We're to be Bereans. And I'm telling you, all I'm not offended if someone says, hey, Pastor, why can you show me in the word why we do this like that? I, I, I congratulate you on that. I think that's a that you want. I want to just see it in the book. I want to make sure that the things that we're doing are something, not something you laid in your bed and came up with. But it's something that, that we get from the Lord. That's 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 healthy Christian practice that we would challenge things, question things, make sure that we're doing what God has given us to do. And so. Paul said, you guys have kept the, the things that I've given to you guys. And he had that one commendation. Uh, and again, I told you, like the letters to the seven churches, if there was anything commendable, Jesus said it. And then he would lay out all the issues that he had, the corrections. I just think that's a great model for anybody that's having to do. Uh, if you had to confront someone, if you had to deal with someone about a sin or something they're doing wrong, it's a good model to follow. Before you sit down and just blast them with everything wrong, is there anything good you can say? Are they doing anything right? Um, parents, you got to sit down with one of your kids and correct them for the five things they're doing wrong. And you got one thing you can say nice. You know, there anything that you could say, you know, I'm going to encourage you in this area. But we got to talk about these other things. We got to get this stuff in order. Just be mindful of that, because sometimes people that are in authority, when they speak to correct, you only ever hear from them the negative. Never hear the positive. Make sure that you're not that kind of leader where anybody under you only ever hears what they're not doing right. They got If they're doing something right, they got to hear that too. Amen? And so Paul gives them that little kudo, because that's it. That's all he got to say good. Now now we go to the, the, the order and the correction. Look at verse 3. And this, might, this is a verse to highlight. This is the key verse in this section. We're going through verse 16. He says, but I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. And so I, I want to, he gave three things there and they're, they're all, uh, all very important. First one, the head of every man is Christ. Um, that's how it's supposed to be. If you are a man in this room, you are to be under the lordship of Christ. He is to be your head and my head. The head of every man is Christ. What does it mean that Christ is the head? It means that that's, to, that's whom we submit to. He's in, in a position over us, that we're submissive to the word of Christ, the gospel of Christ, the direction of Christ as men. That is your role. And so any man here that is not submitted to Christ, um, you're, you're not walking in your God ordained role. And I'll say this up front. I believe that one of the biggest problems within our culture today in our world and our culture today is that the roles are all messed up. They're all reversed. You got men not functioning in their God-given capacity and role. And then we have women that are not walking in their God-given role and capacity. And then we raise kids that have been raised under moms and dads that have not functioned under a God-ordained role that don't nobody know what they're supposed to do no more. And so this brings us right back. It's so simple if we look at it the way it is, right? Every man is to be under Christ. And I want to just give a brief explanation of what that should look like day to day what should that look like for a man it should look like this it should look like for men that we're men that we pray because we're submitted to Christ so I don't just do what I want to do 
I don't just step out every day and, and do whatever I feel like, you know, that I feel like doing for the day. I'm, I'm seeking Christ for his guidance and direction for my life. God, what do you want me to do? What direction should I go in? He's guys. That's the guiding principle of my life. Christ leading my life. Um, now for women, he says the, the head of every um, the head of woman is man. And he'll later on go back to creation. So we live in a culture today where there are women that have an issue with this. Uh, there are women that they want to be the head. Um, I've heard it even said that, you know, of men that, well, you know, the man is the head, but the woman is the, the neck that turns it where it goes, you know, whatever. And um, and, and I'm going to just tell y'all, right, that's, that's not how it's supposed to be. Go on, go on and laugh. We're going we to fix it, though. Uh, and in many cases, that, that's not a lie. In a lot of cases, the man is, he's in the position of the head, but she's down here switching it and making him make the decision or whatever. Now, this is how that's supposed to go. Now, I believe that when the head is weak, when you got a man that don't pray, that won't seek the Lord, not hearing from God, just doing random stuff, making dumb decisions, misleading the family, misguiding the family, it, it does put the woman in a position where it's like, well, he, I don't trust him to be the head. But I'm going to just ask you, women, do you get to make that choice? I'm, I'm talking to y'all this morning. Do, do you, <laughs> that was real quiet now. <laughs> so now that, was, that was a responsive question. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So women, do y'all get to make that choice? No. no. All right. Some of y'all said it. Some of y'all said it like y'all believe it, too. So biblically speaking, no. Right. Um, now, this is the thing. Once, like, if you're married, like, that's the guy. If, I mean, you, whatever your husband is, women, I mean, that he is the man. That is the guy. You need to be praying for him, praying over him, but submitting to him. And that's, that's your role. Now, again, I, I come back to the men. Men, you can make it easy on your wife to follow your lead. Uh, I, I believe that it'd be easy for most women to follow a man that she sees that man prays, he reads his word. He don't make bad. He don't make decisions without seeking God. He knows how to wait on the Lord. Um, his track record is good. Over time, I can look and see that I didn't know about that decision there. But as I stand back and look from this position, it was good. I mean, you can make it easy on them or you can make it really hard on them. Um, and and I, I again, I, I, I want while I want men to understand, like I, I and, and women, because I'm about to get on y'all. So I, I, y'all need to know that the men study men. Do I get on y'all? I mean, I, I had done men study where I didn't get a single amen. It was quiet. They just they just fold up their Bibles and left. I didn't know they was coming back. So we, we, we getting after it with the men, too. You know, um, and I challenge them as men that they would walk in their God ordained role. I'm on that. I believe in that with all my heart. I believe that's what's broken in our communities in particular. Um, but now I come back to the ladies. Because you guys are key and important. And God has made culture and community in such a way that men and women come together. And he says, women got to find their place underneath in submission to men that are in submission to Christ. So I would say this to single women. If you're a woman here and you're single, uh, you're not yet married, but you plan to be married, which most single women do. Um, you shouldn't even consider some joker that is not exhibiting right now that he can hear God and Follow the Lord. If he ain't walking with God right now, you're not going to marry him and fix him. If you if you buy a broke car, you're going to drive off the lot with a broke car and it might get broker as you keep going. So 
If you're single, you got all the options. You won't have to submit to a boyfriend. He ain't married. That's not a husband. That's, I hate to hear girls talking about their boyfriends like he their husband. You know, well, he said, so I'm going to just fight. No, he ain't, that ain't nothing yet. He ain't, you ain't married. He ain't in the covenant yet. Right now, you checking him out. Can he hear God? Is he obedient to the Lord? Do he do the things God says do? Is this going to be a man that you can marry and submit to and be okay? Is he exhibiting that? If he ain't exhibiting that, you need to take him off the roster and pray and say, Lord, that's not, I don't think he don't think, he don't, he don't look like what you're trying to give me. That don't look like what you have, you know, and wait on God for a man that will hear, will listen. So for you single people, again, the options are yet before you. So I, I lovingly, as a daddy, I'm saying, hold off. If, it, if, if it's not looking good in the, if you go on a test drive and the thing broke down, you don't, I don't expect to see you in the, in, in the, in the booth trying to make a deal. You know, you gonna leave that thing where it's at. And if you're single and you got some guy, he already making dumb decisions, already making your life a little rougher, already making bad leadership decisions. Why you, why you even, you need to go and walk away now, go and have you cry, have a, have a, have a party. And, and going and start over and say, God, I need to, I need to start with fresh eyes and looking for what you bring me. So that's my word to you, single young ladies. I, 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 I feel so bad when I see a young lady and I'm like, I look at the guy that she's considered. I'm like, he ain't nothing. That's going to be bad. It's, you know, and, and, and as much as guys can be very shallow and pick a woman based on what she looks like, uh, women can be very shallow, pick a guy. He look, oh, he like to take care of me. He got good jobs, but he got no, he got no moral character. Um, well he, he's really nice. He may be, it may be just as shallow as a brother's good looking, but, but that, that I'm telling you, when you get married, 10 years in the marriage, good looking, ain't that, ain't that good looking no more. <laughs> you need good leading at that point. At that point, all that stuff is irrelevant. So you start making some babies and you looking at good looking, don't help take care of my babies. Good looking is gone, you know, and, and not helping. Good looking is out in the streets and I don't know who he went, you know. So I, I'm warning y'all in love. Y'all know I love y'all. All right. So so the man's role is under God. So if, you know, again, for a for a man, if a man is in position under Christ, not perfect, but that's the general root of his life. is he's under Christ, he submits to Christ. When he messes up, he repents before Christ. He gets back into alignment with Christ. That's a man walking in his role. And every man here needs to understand that is your primary goal and focus in life is to be found under Christ. Adam was created in the garden. Adam had a job. What was Adam's job? Tend the garden, name the animals. In Genesis 2.18, it said, the Lord God said, God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. So the thought of woman, what was woman getting ready to come be? Helper, helpmate. Guys, I'm going to make him a helper. That brother needs some help. He out here with all them animals and name and all this garden to tend and he's all by himself. Everybody else got a he and a she and they can make some babies and whatnot. Adam by himself. It's not good. It's the only thing God made and said it was not good. Man alone. I'm making a helper comparable to him. And God put him to sleep and took his rib and fashioned the woman. And he made woman completely different from the man. Woman is soft. Woman have some different body parts. Uh, woman can conceive and give birth. Um, women are emotionally, physically made different than a man. And that's by God's divine design, right? God didn't make a man with long hair and breasts. God made a woman, a counterpart. And I just want that to be clear because we live in a society right now where there are women that are like, anything he can do, I can do better. You know, I don't need no man. And, and I'm just trying to tell you, all that's not, that's not God. 
That's not God. You might not need a man, but I'm just saying the way in which it's put forth in our society where women become like a man. Um, I, I'll, I'll step out. I'll leave for myself. I'll do for myself. I'll be in front. I'll be in charge. Blah, blah, blah. Because men dog me because you pick dog for men. Um, so forth and so on. Those are the things that happen out there in the world. So we in here in the church just got to clean that up. We can't look like them. Right. There should be men in here that look a lot different. And there should be women that understand. I'm not even I'm not even that. There may even options out there. I'm not I'm not having them kind of issues with dogs and whatnot. I'm not at the club finding mine. Um, I'm looking for the Lord to do it. But a woman, God says, look, I, I made you to you're going to come alongside and be a helpmate. And Eve came alongside and she was there to be a helpmate. God performed the first marriage there in the Garden of Eden. A woman's role was to come alongside. Her role was not to lead him. Now, when sin entered in. Right. Who does Satan go to? He went to the woman. Now, I don't say this to dig at you women. Right. But y'all are made different. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm married. Right. I'm married. I got four kids. Um. If I could tell you, I, if, if my, my youngest son, he can, there's some, if he, he, there's some things he say to me and I'm like, man, no, I already know where you're going with that. I'm looking right through him. I can see right through you. You're asking this and saying this, but you really want that. No, gone. But, but, but he come to my wife, slick as he is, start caressing her rubber hair, tell her, tell her how pretty she looked, how good dinner was, no matter how good it was, it wasn't the other. He do all them things. I didn't say it wasn't good. Oh, y'all don't, just stop it. But, it do all them things and he be done swooned her into a trip to ice cream and you know a promise about what he can do tomorrow and all kind of stuff and I be just looking like you you, you, you can't see through all that little stuff he's doing it. You, ter- ter- for me it's terrible you know but I won't say she's manipulated she, I, I always say you're getting swooned by this little guy you know God made women different I was a son one day um, my mother and father they weren't together but it was very different like my dad he just knew what it was, what was happening. My mom, I, no fault of her. My mom loved me to death. My mom would have killed for me. But my mom just couldn't see through. You know, I'm out there running around trying to be a crip. And I come in where I got blue shoes, blue pants, blue belt, blue things. My, my, I kid you not, I came in one day with all my friends. And I'm sure my mom is going to say something. My mom said, you guys are all matching. You guys, it looks so neat. You guys are all color coordinated. <laughs> I kid you not. That's what she said. At that era, you know, it was gangster to grow out your froze. So we we're growing out froze. And my mom said, oh, you guys are growing out your naturals. Because that's what they called them in her day. She says, it's like, it's like the 60s. I love that look, you know. And she had no idea. We out there thug muffin and acting up. And she's like, you guys are all color coordinated. She just, she couldn't see it. She, she couldn't see it, you know. And God had made her different. She was the nurturer, loving mother. You know, like I said, anybody touched us, my mother would kill them, you know. But she just wasn't made like my dad. My dad looked at that stuff and said, man, you're going to get killed out there. You need to, don't come over here with that stuff on. Put your pants up. Put a belt on. Tie your shoes. That was, that was a father saying, you know, you're not going to be out here looking like that. Not in my house. And he lived on the other side anyway, so I would fix it. So <laughs> this is the thing. God have made them us different. And rather than resist it and fight it, we should submit to that. Right. There are men that don't want to be the lead. There are men that they want a wife to be like their mama. They want someone that they want to come under and let her be. In. That's not OK. You the head. You need to be following that. You need to be, you need to be praying and reading your Bible and making godly decisions for your family. At the same time, God says, women, I made you to come alongside, not to be out in front, you know, leading. That's in the home. It's also in the church. 
And again, there are people that struggle with these ideas. You know, I think that's chauvinistic. I think anything men can do, women should be able to do. And I noticed this, that it's never God saying that women can't do something. You've been listening to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. Today's message from the book of 1 Corinthians is available to listen to again on our website. Just visit calvaryinglewood.org and click on media. Or you can download our mobile app to listen to more teachings. You'll find a link on our website. You can also search for Calvary Chapel Inglewood in your app store. If you're looking for a place to connect this weekend, we'd love for you to join us for church. Look on our website for the latest times and location information. We're a group of people who love to learn from God's Word and be together as the family of God. Again, our website is CalvaryInglewood.org. As we looked into the book of 1 Corinthians, accountability and helping other believers strive for purity and commitment to God are topics that come to the surface. Although these things aren't always fun or easy, they're an incredible blessing to have in your life and in your church. So look to be involved and accountable wherever you're plugged in with other believers. If you notice that this ministry has been a blessing, even when it's convicted your heart in certain ways, we're glad that we can be a part of that. Would you be praying for a transforming word? As the messages go out, many listeners may be hearing about the Lord for the very first time. We ask that you pray for ears to be opened, hearts to be softened, and for lives to be changed. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Bill again for another edition of A Transforming Word.